Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Promise, and we're so glad you could join us. Before we begin, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done for us, Lord, and coming inside of us, Lord, and teaching us your word personally, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, welcome, everybody. We're so glad to have you with us and to go through this study of the word specifically in the book of Hebrews, with you, so we can each learn and grow together in a relationship with the Lord and develop an unshakable faith. So this morning, we are in Hebrews chapter 12, and we will continue our discussion on verses 18 through 29. So if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and just take the opportunity to read through that section of Scripture and, and then, of course, rejoin, uh, unpause it, <laughs> so it'll make it easier to follow along in the discussion. That's right. Amen. Hit play again. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Amen. And now, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. So we left off in the previous episode talking about, and this is something that you and dad both mentioned, Mom, about how the children of Israel only drew back because of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It was their hearts. They didn't have a true desire to be close to the Lord and didn't want the Lord to reveal what they were having and hiding secretly in their own hearts. But I would also like to, um, I would like to go into the transition that we see as well. They've gone through a few Um, the children of Israel, they have been through a few transitions, meaning that there was times and periods where they wanted to hear the Lord's voice, Mm -hmm. and then there was periods where they did not. And just understanding that the Holy Spirit through Paul is saying, come into a place where you are not frank, as in disrespectful, but honest with the Lord. Mm -hmm. He already knows all things that have happened in your life or are going to happen in the future, he knows all those things, so don't be ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. But as humans, we try to hide um, the things that we feel. Um, we try to hide the things that don't reflect Christ inside of our lives to try to portray ourselves to the Lord as holy and pious, which is mm-hmm. what the Pharisees tried. Mm-hmm. And why Jesus addressed them by saying, you guys wash the outside of the cup, but the inside is filthy. They try to give themselves off as being holy and trying to dupe the Lord into believing them and trying to, I'll say, deceive him into blessing them because they try to, quote unquote, fulfill the law. But that's not the perspective we're supposed to have. We're supposed to be walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't have to try to hide the things that were unchristlike because he was spotless and was always walking in obedience. And that's something that you and dad often tell us is that if we want to avoid having to hide anything, don't do the stuff that you feel like you have to hide. Just do Mm -hmm. what is right. Mm -hmm. Be obedient. And that solves the whole problem. Mm -hmm. But the struggle comes in in applying it, meaning that in my own life, I said the words and I thought, man, I'm really going to do this. But when it came down to crunch time, 
it wasn't as easy as expect as I was expecting it to be in the moment. I expected the clouds to part essentially in a holy sun ray to fall upon the right decision and just to take that one. Mm. But understanding that it's a process to get to this point. Moses didn't just draw near to the Lord one day because he felt like it was a good idea. He had to work through the whole entire process. It started at the burning bush and then it continued from there. Mm. Um, I'd say he started before the burning bush because he had been out there in the wilderness a good 40 years um, going through the shame that he felt, the questioning, the pondering, and Lord, I was supposed to be a deliverer, but I'm a disgraced murderer. I'm cast out here alone. I'm a sheep herder now, and I was a prince. And he had to work through all those things over that time. And so it's interesting to note that God didn't bring the burning bush as soon as Moses fled because he wasn't ready then. His heart was not ready Uh to hear from God and to receive correction from him. He wasn't humble enough when he first ran away or first fled because he was still trying to do things in his own strength. He thought his power was sufficient to get the job done. And it's not. There's nothing good that comes out of our flesh. Only unrighteousness will come out of our flesh apart from God. But when we join with him and we allow him to minister through us and we pursue the spirit, the Holy Spirit that is, and we pursue living from our spirit, our reborn spirit, then he has an opportunity to work righteousness through us, but it won't come any other way. And your issue, the reason that you struggled, and it's the reason that all humans struggle with doing the right thing is because you were trying to do it out of your flesh and you had no long lasting, genuine, 100% fullness of your heart commitment I was gonna say to do <laughs> righteousness and love for the, the, you didn't have a love for doing what was right just because it was right. You had a, a thought of, Hmm, I'm going to stroke my goatee. I see some convenient opportunity here that I can maintain this righteousness for a moment for a needful time. But as soon as I get the moment, or the chance, I'm going to revert back to sin because that's what I still find value in. I'm still going, the sin's going to work out for me. Shh. I just need to wait to the opportune time. Maybe a little later, I'll be able to come back to it and engage in it. Shh, shh. Just be quiet, sin. Get in the closet. Get under those clothes I'm hiding and we'll be okay. And when the moment's right, aha, I'm going to spring it out and get back to it. So your heart wasn't converted. Your heart wasn't changed to love righteousness, to love doing what's right before God because he says it's right, because you love him and you want to be pleasing to him. Even the Pharisees, they love the celebration and the men, the humans going, oh, look how pious they are. I can never be like them. They loved the fanfare of humans giving them accolades, not the approval of God. Yes. So they... And that's just human nature. That's Absolutely. not against the Pharisees because I can look in the mirror and go, ooh, <laughs> I saw some reflections of that in my own life. I didn't Absolutely. have the hat or the outfit, but I was sure working it. But it goes to what we're, we've been talking about and why the Lord had us do or is having us go through the entire book of Hebrews with a, a very specific purpose, developing an unshakable faith. If we're not, don't truly love the Lord, then we're not going to be committed to him. Mm-hmm. If we don't truly love him for who he is, and, and not just his, his deeds, right? But his ways, his thoughts, who he is, his very essence, right? And, and his, the desire to be in his presence, then we won't remain. We won't be committed. We will be shakable as opposed to being 
unshakable, which is what mm-hmm. the Lord requires. Mm-hmm. People that love him and will do his will exclusively above their very own, regardless of situations, circumstances, their own desires, whatever. Or their past failures. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They... You know, the Lord is looking for people that will remain with him unshaken by whatever happens, whatever their eyes see and their ears hear, because he wants us to see and hear with our spiritual eyes, the way he sees it, right? It says about Moses, that Moses knew the Lord's ways, but the people in the wilderness, the children of Israel in the wilderness, they only knew the Lord's deeds, his acts. There's a very big difference. And we see how, I'll say, the outcome in their lives. One perished. One group perished. A whole generation wiped out. What prevented Moses from entering the promised land? An irreverence for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, one act of irreverence. Now, he still made it into the heavenly, to re-enter the heavenly community, but it kept him out of entering the promised land. Let's also not forget that Moses was 80 years old when he started leading the children of Israel out of the wilderness. So he was already a generation older than they were. And the Lord sustained him that whole time. Mm-hmm. And his strength. A- amen. Mm-hmm. Strength and his eyesight. Mm-hmm. The Lord held him and everything concerning him intact. As long as he was unshakable with the Lord. But that one act cost him. That one decision. So we have to examine ourselves because the Lord is looking for an unshakable people that are not moved, but will serve him. All right. Our reasonable service of worship towards the Lord is carrying out everything, all right, being willing and obedient to him, carrying out everything he's instructed or commanded us to do, regardless of the situation or circumstances. Mm-hmm. That's what he's looking for. And Dad in the house, as she was speaking, the Lord was... First, let me go back to verse 18. And the Lord, we left off in the last episode, talk, well, at least I did, talking about how that God has protection for everybody and that those who will find refuge in him, it's available. Lachos, you mentioned that the rest of the Israelites that didn't want anything to do with God, they didn't come close because that's not what their heart desire was. And so I shall skip, well, not skip forward, I shall go forward and go to where it talks about, where Paul's talking about how things will be shaken and how things that aren't shaken will remain, whereas those that are, shake, are shaken will be removed. And we can see that Paul's not talking about removing humans completely, as in killing them off, but more so perfecting that those who are allowing themselves to be perfected in God that they will remain going back to the previous section where it talks about the just men who are perfected. God was the same thing for us. He doesn't want us to try to become perfect without him, but rather allowing God to justify us. Talking about the just men perfected. You're talking about the heroes of the faith. So in chapter 11. Yes. Okay. Just want to make it clear for the listeners, sir. Yes. Thank you, dad. And even with that, going back to the end of chapter 11, where it talks about that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So we can see here that God wants us to walk hand in hand with him. And as we walk with him, not as 
not walking, going, Lord, I don't want to do this. I'm just doing this to get a reward. But because we actually love God, we see that with Moses, that you talked about his mistake at Kadesh, I believe, when he he hit the rock. Mm -hmm. He was, because of his irreverence and because he didn't completely hold the Lord in a right light to, even though he was angry, to follow what God said. Well, he didn't follow what he said. That's what he said he didn't. Oh, he did not, yes. Mm -hmm. And it was compounded, if you will, because as a result of his act of disobedience, he now taught the people, right? It was a teaching. There was an example given that you could treat the Lord any old kind of way. And that is not accurate for one second. That's not true. He must must be treated as for who he is, Lord and Savior. And if he's Lord, right, not just, oh, you believe he exists, but if he is truly Lord of your life, Mm -hmm. then he, by, if you will, legally by the, the technical definition of that term, has say in every area and aspect of your life. And not just say so you can go, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then do what and, you want. And ignore right. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. He has supreme authority over every you have given it to him because of who he is and what he and what he has done. Mm-hmm. He has say supreme authority over every area and aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what each of those heroes of faith allow the Lord to do in and through their life. That is our reasonable service of worship. Going back to what you were saying, I'm jumping ahead. Well, it's verses 26 through 29. All right, but specifically 28, where he says, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and in godly fear. He has, he should, as, as Lord, have say in every area and aspect of your life and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dad. Yes, Dad. Well, that you summed up what I was going to say, but oh. I would also like to add on uh, one more point. Please do, sir. That God should, we should value God above everything else inside of our lives. Amen. Amen. Well, one thing I just wanted to mention, um, looking at verses 22 through 24 for a second, when we started and we were reading about Hebrews, there was a point where Paul was talking to the the Jews because the the second temple hadn't yet been destroyed and there is a transition between the animal sacrifices and living um, under Christ and just helping them understand what that what that would look like and what it would take to successfully navigate that that particular walk and we're looking here in chapter 12 about we're coming to the new Mount Zion to the new Jerusalem and you're getting to know another side another facet of of the of the father and the Lord Jesus Christ that hadn't yet been revealed um, before Jesus had physically come to the earth because we, we remember he was called um, the angel of the Lord with the capital A. And when people asked his name, like Manoah, for example, he said, why do you seek my name, seeing that it's wonderful? So his name wasn't revealed at that time. Mm-hmm. And they the people thought that it was two different, two separate people. But again, Paul's reiterating that it's the same 
one Jesus, you're just getting to see another side of him. You saw him as a warrior. Now you're going to see him as the savior. And then he's going to come back as the warrior and you won't see him as the older brother and all the fullness of who he truly is. And, and verse 24 about Jesus being the mediator of a new covenant, the, the, what's a good word to link to this? Hmm. The, the joiner, you know, bringing the two parties together. He's mm-hmm. ushering us to the Father, oh. to a covenant that speaks better things than that of Abel. And that, that was actually referring to the law of Moses. We read in other places in um, Scripture where under the law of Moses, is something like, okay, you dishonored your parents. That required a stoning. That was the, the just punishment for it. And that was the eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand. That's what... The, the blood of Abel spoke, let let um, justice be done from a human's eyes. But what Jesus brought was, yes, let justice be done. But he he said, and we look, we see it in Matthew, no longer do I say an eye for an eye. If he strikes you on your right cheek, turn your left to him also. You love your enemy and you don't curse him. You pray for those who spitefully use them, spitefully use you. And you continue to walk a holy and perfect life before your father so that when he comes and examines you, there's nothing the adversary can say against you. There's no accusation that he can bring against you that has any merit. So... As we're walking and we're looking at the covenant of the Lord and what he's asking us to do, don't get tired and wearing, oh Lord, you're asking for too much. If you really think about it, we don't have to bring lambs and goats and pigeons and turtle doves anymore. That took a lot of effort and energy to make sure and make sure the the wool was clean, the animal wasn't maimed in any way, shape, or form, and you did it just right so that there wasn't people weren't being consumed because they transgressed and they missed one part of what was required so the lord is offering us extreme amounts of grace in our walk towards him and paul says that as well um what is it verse 28 therefore since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken let us have grace by which we may serve god acceptably with reverence and godly fear so he's giving us grace to walk before him and we should not exhaust said grace because we are choosing willfully to sin Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Moses asked for? He said, mm-hmm. Lord, now if I found grace in your sight, if, if you approve me, then let me see your glory. Amen. That was the very thing that he desired and he petitioned the Lord for and sought after was to see the Lord's glory and not to have even a cloud be a barrier between him and God anymore because he would see him in the cloud but not see his face, right? And the Lord said, I know, son, I know you love me, but you can't see my face and and live at this point, but I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock and I'm going to cover you with my hands and I'm going to pass by and let you see my back, my backside. And when he went by, he declared, the Lord declared his glory for Moses and allowed Moses to partake of him in a way that was unhindered and that no one else had experienced, no other human had, um, except for Adam and woman, had experienced by that point. Mm -hmm. And... But he's saying here, I'm inviting you into this and something even better than that, because you can come and look upon your Lord and Savior face to face, eye to eye, chest to chest, and receive his love for you, receive the abundance of the amount of grace, and not only live, but flourish, thrive, and go into the fullness of what the Lord desires for you. And 
you know, thinking about that, yes, most of us don't like change in the, in the regard of human nature doesn't want to change, but the change that Christ is offering is something that can never be measured. It can never be equaled. It can never be rivaled. And because of the sanctity and the purity of his blood and the depth of the grace and the mercy that he's bestowing upon us and honoring us by sharing with us and allowing us to partake of, we should treat that as holy and something to be highly esteemed, prized, and valued. And we saw Moses um, have that issue with the anger that he elevated above the grace that God had shown him, above the glory of the Lord, and holding him as reverent. But we can learn from that example and make better decisions in our life, which is one of the reasons God gave us the written word so we can see where others missed it and then have a better demonstration or better outcome and experience with the Lord because it is available. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. So with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. All right, promise. Go for it. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. And I also just thank you for providing for every needs, Lord. And that you are our God, Lord, and that you teach us every day, Lord, your word, and that your word is pure. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.